1: Let me ask you a question. Then you're the expert on this. in In my company, we there have been people who have started to send me messages via Microsoft Teams, right? And I'm yeah. I'm used to my emails. I look at my emails. I run my whole business on that. And then, but I'm not seeing them. And so I've to, I've just had to go back around. Everybody else loves it. You know, they're they're teamsing yeah. each other all the time. And I was like, guys, I'm not going to read this. I got too many other oh, variants my. of the fire. I can, I think I get answer for Nick. So you're saying everyone loves it and you don't love it? Yeah, yeah. So it, you're, the me, I'm the you're the problem. I'm the problem. Well, that's what yeah. that's that's
2: that's that's what my whole business is around is prop. You don't love it because it's new and it's like brushing your teeth. It's like telling you to brush your teeth with your other hand. You were never. There's a lack of proper rollout and training of all these tools, and so if you don't know why to use it, how to use it, when to use it, like putting it on steroids and using third-party integrations and all these things, then of course you're not going to like it. You're going to want to stick to what you're comfortable with. But all these tools can fundamentally transform your productivity if you leverage them properly. And that's what that's what we do as a business. You have to know when to use them and how to use them. At the end of the day, the most important thing in a business to be high-performing is that you're you know where to look. The going on this scavenger hunt, you know, did did Sean text me, or was that in an email, or was that in a Microsoft Teams message, or was that in SharePoint? And you go on a scavenger hunt because you don't know where to look for right. stuff. Right. That's the silent killer. So if you just all aligned as a as a team, for these types of things, this is where we're gonna put it. For this type of thing, this is where we're gonna put it. At least you know in any scenario. What drawer to open? Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. Nothing is faster. Nothing is faster than email or text, right? Which is why people like it. It's really fast to email Sean. Can you can you do this by Wednesday? Hey Sean, what do you think of this? Hey, Nick. And email is the fastest, but the underlying principle of my book is if you want to be a high performing team, you need to change what you're optimizing for. Right now, Teams are optimizing for speed of transfer of information, which is why email and text is popular. It's fast, right? And it makes sense. If you're working a 12-hour day and you're tired and you want to be, go home, you're just trying to cut corners and get things off your plate. But if you really want to have a sustainable, long-ter- long-term, globally efficient team, if everyone takes pause and puts things in the right drawer where they belong, you avoid all those 30-minute or one-hour time wastes when you're going on a scavenger hunt because you know things are more organized. So if you flip the strategy from being one where you're optimizing for transferring information to one where you're optimizing for retrieving information, which means everyone needs to take pause and spend an extra few seconds here and there to put things where they belong, what goes around comes around. It's going to save a lot of time for the whole team.
3: That makes all the sense in the world because... It sounds like a simple idea here and you explain it. And then I am reflecting on my own company and go, we don't have a framework. Our framework is whatever my employees think, the other person they're sending this information to will check first. (laughs) And and then there's a battle of, oh, well, I don't check that. Oh, well, on Thursdays, I don't look at my text messages or whatever it is. We're always
2: switching. Work is hard enough, stressful enough. To also have to keep track that Patrick prefers text, but Molly likes email, but on Thursdays, Sean wants a phone call. That's just like too much. Like you yeah. can't run a company off of managing every per every person has their own individual preferences. And that just adds a whole other layer of extra work that shouldn't happen. Just you need a framework that people just buy into and agree. And whether you like it or not, You stick with that framework and it's going to save significant time across the entire team.
3: This kind of bleeds into personal life a little bit, right? Um, There are some maybe accepted unspoken rules about how we ought to communicate with each other and and there's some generational differences, right? You know, I'm not going to DM my grandma on Instagram to like schedule lunch this weekend. You know, she probably wouldn't
1: Um, see it, yeah.
3: But there's a. it reminded me of this guy that I know um, in in an organization we're both a part of, and he braggingly shared with the room one day, don't ever call me. If you call me and I don't answer, don't leave me a voicemail. I'm not listening to that voicemail. And if you do call him and he doesn't answer, his voicemail says, I'm not going to listen to your voicemail. (laughs) Okay. And- (laughs) He becomes someone that I just don't interact with because I'm like, wait, you're dictating to me? Like, I have to communicate with you on your terms and your terms only? Like, I, I don't know. There's some pretentious, you know, there. I don't like it. <laughs> it
1: disrupts you the wrong way. It's, it's like, <laughs> yeah,
3: well, fine. I'll solve that. I'll never leave you a voice because I'll never call you. But how has so it impacted your own, like, do you adopt any best practices for personal life and how to communicate in, and put things in the right channels?
2: Well, You know, I try to stick with text message for personal and not mixing that with with business. I have similar principles of things, like I believe in asynchronous communication. In the case that you were mentioning about the voicemail, I would just send an audio message to the person over text and then let them call you back or audio message you back. But yeah, look, time is time. And for me, whether I can save a second in my personal life or a second in my business life, it's all coming from the same bucket. And so... I'm looking for opportunities in any facet of life, whether it's personal or professional.
3: What do you think was the biggest time saver uh, as far as a
2: single decision that you made? I think learning how to use email. It's the most popular thing that we train teams with at Leverage. Um, Knowing how to use email is probably the quickest magic trick, magic pill, whatever you want to call it, that you can do. Because every single person... In the world has email not everyone uses teams or some of these other tools like asana but everyone uses email you've been using it for decades and if you think about it all email is is an external to-do list that other people can add to and just like any to-do list you want to get to you want to knock things off your list it's the same with email and we have a really robust framework called rad reply, archive, defer. Those are the three things you can do with any email. But depending on volume of email, we we see three to five hours a week, literally, that you can save just learning how to use email properly. And what's pretty cool with email is it's a single user activity, meaning if the rest of your team isn't using email right, like they're not following that rad framework, they don't know about snoozing or rules or any of the fancy stuff, it doesn't negatively impact you. You get the full benefit by knowing how to get to inbox zero. When you're talking before about Microsoft Teams, you know, if if you're not using it properly, that negatively impacts the rest of your team because as they're trying to adopt best behavior and message people and channels and do stuff, now they've got to know, oh, when I'm talking to Sean, um, we've got to go to email because Sean doesn't, go into yeah. teams well
1: it, it, it might have been it was the wrong type as you mentioned it might have been that it was the wrong type of communications for that platform which i think was the issue that was might bothering. have been it probably was yeah uh now you know you you said a phrase a minute ago you were talking about inbox zero and i, re- I remember one time i f- i did get my inbox does you ever gotten your you've inbox actually zero? told me you called me to tell I me did, i did i'm so excited yeah uh it but it, it was ultimately I, I felt like i was sweeping water off the beach because it just It just filled right back up. I mean, Mm. just with seconds.
2: Well, there's a little uh, metaphor sometimes I use, right? Which is, um, imagine you've got a sink that's overflowing with water. You can learn how to mop faster and maybe you solve the problem temporarily. But tomorrow, if you don't fix that pipe, the floor is going to get wet again and you're going to have to spend another five minutes tomorrow mopping and another five minutes the day after. And so if you want to kind of have a long-term sustainable strategy, it's it's worth the investment to sometimes fix that pipe. Back to talking about finance, you can invest money, you could buy a house, you could buy stocks, or you can spend money. You could buy a car or you could buy clothes. And it's the same with your operations and with time. You can spend time watching TV or watching paint dry or whatever you want to do, or you can spend, or you can invest time and that's the fixing the pipe right you can invest time learning how to use email right and that rad system you can invest time training your team on using microsoft teams properly and structuring it properly with strategic channels and naming conventions and third-party integrations like these are all investments that up front take you a little bit of time but after a few days weeks months You'll be saving more than what you had invested. And then every month, now you've got yeah. an extra 10 hours a month gifted to you that starts stacking up. So, the example you're talking about before, you probably didn't fix the pipe. You probably just mopped the floor in that case. That's exactly. Right?
3: Yeah. So I, I, in the email, I've, I've learned a few little tips and tricks, but I, I've never done any formal training. I've got the rules of, you know, I don't have a junk email because it doesn't, once you send me some BS email, I got the rule set up and it's gone forever, right? And it, um, I got the, I've started using keyboard shortcuts, which seem like they don't save me that much time, but I don't ever have to use the mouse when I'm in my email, I'm boom, 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 just replying, just keyboard using the keyboard. Keyboard
2: shortcuts can actually, it's one of these invisible things that don't dismiss the keyboard shortcuts. Um That's one of those things, back when I was saying before, high frequency trading taught me how to look at things in a microscopic way and celebrate small wins. You might find a thousand micro wins like keyboard shortcuts. And when you start stacking it up, it starts to add up. But how big is your, is your team? My team
3: is smaller than Sean. Sean's got about 20 people. We've got a or right now.
2: Or So let's just call it 25 people for round math between the two of you, right? And let's use your example of the, of the shortcut. Say it saves you two seconds per email. Instead of moving the mouse to archive, you can hit the letter E. How many emails do you think you get a day? Say uh, 150. All right, let's round it down to 120 for easy math. And for easy math, let's just say it's one second instead of two seconds to move the mouse, but it's probably closer to two. Okay, so let's just say that saves you two minutes per day. And it's probably more because we're being conservative. At the end of the week, that's 10 minutes. At the end of the month, that's 40 minutes. At the end of the year, that's, uh, what's that? Eight hours, 25 people. So that's 200 man hours across the two of your teams for free that you just got gifted back. Like imagine what you can do with 200 man hours. Like what would you pay for a free 200 man hours right now? That next week, like you get 200 man hours of stuff. My point is, That's 200 man hours on one stupid thing. I guarantee you if we brainstormed for a couple hours here, you'd find a few dozen of these types of things, get you over a 1,000 man hours back a year on some dumb stuff, and then teaching Inbox Zero, teaching Microsoft Teams, teaching all these things might get you past the 10,000 mark across a team of 25. Like, Imagine what you could do with 10,000 hours extra by the end of the year. Your business would look totally different, wouldn't it?